Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Amen. God bless you all. Amen. Praise the Lord. And, and so we're thankful that you guys are here. Amen. Always pray for those that you do not see. Amen. Amen. Always pray for your brothers and sisters. Amen. Don't just think bad. Pray. Hallelujah. Come on. We were so, so quick to, to judge. Amen. But we always have to pray. Prayer is a big key for us guys and for our faith and everything. Everything is hinged to prayer. Can somebody say amen? You want to see some results in your life? Pray. Come on. You want some change in your life? Pray. You want a better paying job? What? Amen. You get it? Say, say I pray. <laughs> Amen. We pray. Amen. That's what we do here. Amen. So just continue to pray. Don't allow the enemy to, to come and, and do his thing. Amen. He's going to kill him coming regardless. Amen. But if you have prayer on your side, guess what? You're more powerful. And so come on. If he's for us, no, no, nothing can come against us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's been a very challenging year. Come on. How many say amen to that? Come on. There's been transitions. There's been changes. There's been crossovers. There's been a lot of things taking place. Amen. In your life, in our life, in our church, in our families. I mean, things are still changing as we speak. Amen. So a lot of change, a lot of, it's been challenging. Amen. Ever since COVID came, it's, it's just always been a challenging year. But let me tell you, it's challenging because the enemy is bad. He's doing what he needs to do. And because he knows that his, his time is up. Amen. And so we got to understand it's very challenging to us, but the challenge should be to better us, not to defeat us. Amen. And so the mindset is, you know what? We got to get stronger. Got to get stronger spiritually and physically. Amen. Emotionally. It all starts in prayer, church, because of these challenges. They're always going to come at us. Amen. But these challenges are to make us better. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. So, you know, we, we, like I said, there's transitions going on. It's been a year of crossovers. How many have crossed over? Come on, there's been crossovers, amen, whether it's a crossover here or crossover there, uh, not necessarily the crossover to the promises of God, what our scripture says, but there's been crossovers or changes in our lives, amen. Some have crossed over into this church, amen, and they're here today, amen. Some of you guys have crossed over to new jobs or, or different cities or, or different states, amen. I, I, there's a crossover happening over here from Estonia coming to the U.S., right, amen. There's crossovers that take place in our lives, crossovers in our marriages, crossovers in age, amen, come on, uh, you know, he crossed over to, from being 16 to 17, amen, all of us have crossed over at least an age older, amen, my crossover hasn't happened yet till next month, amen, uh, but I'm going to cross over to another another year in age, amen, so there's been a lot of things that, that's been crossing over in our lives, whether it be on the job or, or at the home or whatever it is, amen, but God has been calling us to come back. Everything that you hear, God is saying, draw to me, come to me. I'm your answer. I'm your solution. I am the problem solver. I can do anything that you can't do, amen. You got to come to me. And so God is calling us back to him to bring forth a reverence towards him, to bring forth an all towards him, to, to draw and to rely on almighty God. 
Can somebody say amen? Because with, with, without God, we are nothing. I'm nothing, amen. We have nothing without God, but with God, we got everything. Come on, somebody say everything. Come on, we got everything, church. And so those times, why are we not drawing towards him? And so he's calling his people, and he does this, church, uh, throughout the year, but he mainly does it towards the end of the year because he does not want you to go into a new year with that same attitude. Come on, a new year should be something of a fresh beginning, right? Come on, like, you know what? Yesterday's gone. Today I'm in need. Today I'm going forward, God. There's victory ahead of me, amen. And so it's about going forward, and the only way that you can go forward is if God is in the picture. So he's telling us to come back into him, amen, to live a life back of fear and reverence towards him. Not that you're scared of him, but you respect him. Give him the honor that he deserves. Can somebody say amen? Come on, and so, come on, God has been cleaning some, clean out some stuff in our lives. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, anybody got some stuff removed? Come on, hallelujah. Some of you guys try to go back to that old stuff, amen. But but God has been removing stuff or revealing stuff. I don't know about you, but I pray a prayer. God, search my heart just like David prayed and see if there's anything with me that offends you, amen, and put me on the path of everlasting. That should be a prayer for all of us, amen, that, you know, God, what's inside of me that's stopping me from drawing closer to you? Come on, how many know that we got some funk in us, Amen. Come on, if you live in this world, you got funk. Hallelujah. Come on, it doesn't matter. You can be the, the, the best person. You can read as many chapters, but you're in this world. You got funk. Why? Because sin is still in us, church. Come on, it's the very nature of this, our heart. Our heart is evil. But with God, all things are possible. So we come to him, amen, and we need that. We need to get rid of the funk, amen, but we need to draw in, and God's starting to reveal that. When you start to pray that prayer, God starts showing you you. You're like, whoa, that's me. I still got that. I got an attitude. I got this. Hey, Amen. Come on, somebody. The, the, the purities come up. I don't know about you, but I pray, God, I need your Holy Ghost fire. I need you to burn inside of me. I need you to burn the iniquities, the impurities, and bring them to surface, take them away, and expose them in my life. Because certain things are, are things that we think we have in control, Right? But when the thing or situation happens, it reveals who we really are. Come on, somebody say amen. Look to your neighbors, he's talking to you. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on. He's been cleaning up some stuff, amen. He's putting our hearts in order, and he's preparing you and I for a new year. Because 2024, no matter what, how 2023 was to you, you got to know that there's some good in 2023. If you really look, you'll find it, amen. But he wants to take you into 2024 and says, son, daughter, I got so much more for you that's ahead, amen. Hold on, the blessings are coming, amen. My answer's on the way. I'm going to move. I'm going to answer those prayer requests, amen. I'm going to move upon you amen and God's going to do these things but we got to learn how to be waiting patiently for him as well new jobs are on the way can somebody say amen, amen. so no matter what we face church or, or no matter what we go through understand that God somebody say God is always with us because he is faithful he is a faithful God Come on, everyone else is not faithful. Your friends say, I'll be there, and they won't be there. But when God says, I'll be there, guess what? He's there. He's even there before you. That's how faithful God is and how committed he is to your life. And because he's faithful, church, we should always be thankful.
Thankful. Thankful. I look out, no one, no one seems thankful. Amen. Hallelujah. You're like, you're like, thankful. Thankful. <laughs> There's a smile. Hallelujah. Come on. It, come on. Life is really not that bad, amen, when we have Jesus in our lives. Come on, I, I don't care, man. You may be having a bad day, and that's all right, church. And we all have bad days, but he's still good. Come on, and we should still be thankful, amen. Like I said, if you woke up, be thankful, hallelujah. Come on, if you got a problem, be thankful for it. I, come on, it's, it's, there's things that you can find to be thankful in. But be, because he's faithful, we should be thankful, hallelujah. Come on, God is good, and all the time... God is good. That that will never change. God can never be bad. And God is not good just sometimes. He's good all the time. Hallelujah. So as we have that in our mind and our thought, no matter what comes at against us, what, what, what we're facing, God is still a good God. Come on, if you're sick, amen, God's still good. If you just got in an accident, God's still good. Hallelujah. Come on. Amen. If there's no money in the account in your bank account, guess what? God is still good. Why? Because he's faithful. God is going to be faithful in those hard times. When I have no money in the bank, God's going to put some money in the bank for me. Why? Because he's faithful. Come on. We got to trust that church. He is a good God. And so I want to start a two part series this week and next and finishing off next week after Thanksgiving. Be thankful and rejoice. Some of you guys haven't rejoiced in 2023. Maybe you rejoice sometimes when it was your birthday and you were singing happy birthday to you. You're like, <laughs> like my grandson was, amen. Come on. Maybe those are the times when someone gave you a gift, amen, and say happy. You know, they've, what, for me? Why? Just because it's you. It's a gift. That's what a gift is, amen. And so, come on, you rejoice. Come on. God. Sister Carl was thankful last week and rejoicing because she got married. Hallelujah. Come on. Woo! Is she still smiling? <laughs> After a week, Mary, yeah. <laughs> amen. <laughs> so we, we're, we're, we, there are thankful things, amen. And so I want us to, to I want to minister on be thankful and rejoice. Not only are we supposed to be thankful, but we should smile. We should have a, a smile in our spirit. There should be joy within us. Can somebody say amen? Because it's time to turn that frown upside down. Hallelujah. And bring a smile back into our faces. Amen. I want you to turn to James chapter 1. And we're going to look at Brother James. Amen. And we're going to look at how he deals with stuff. Amen. Yet he still has joy. Amen. How many want to know that? Amen. James chapter 1, verse 2. And I'm reading now the NIV. And it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. Who's he talking to? He's talking to you. He's talking to the church. He's talking to the, the body of Christ. It says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Consider it pure joy. The Good News Bible says it like this. My brothers and sisters, consider yourself fortunate. <laughs> I got to laugh there. Consider yourself fortunate when all kinds of trials come your way. Come on, let's be honest today, church. Can we be honest? 
Come on. How many feel fortunate when a trial hits your life? <laughs> Come on. Let's be honest, right? Come on. Come on. I get the phone calls because I know, amen, you're not fortunate. You, you, no, 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 you don't. You're not fortunate. Amen. Come on. We don't, we don't consider ourselves fortunate when something hits us. Amen. Come on. Come on. How many consider it pure joy? Woo! I'm going through hell. Yes. Right? We don't do that, right? <laughs> James here, he comes and says, consider it. Pure joy. Can, can feel fortunate. Brothers, you know, he's saying here, whenever you're going through a, a hard time, whenever the storm shows up at your front door, he says, consider it pure joy. When a trial hits your life, be thankful. When the devil comes knocking at your door, rejoice. He's saying in those times, come on church, you need to think about the goodness of God, amen, in all that he's done for you when these things come your way. And put on a thankful attitude and rejoice. Trial comes up, praise the Lord. God's going to get us through. I don't know how, I don't know when, amen. It sucks right now, but you know what? I'm going to trust on Jesus. I'm not going to sit there. I'm not going to make a party there. I'm not going to push, pitch a tent there. I'm not going to camp there. You know what? I'm going to move from there. I'm going to trust God in that. Amen. Because the longer you stay there, the longer you become what it, it, what it brought. You got to step out and say, God, you're still good. Good is on the outside of your circumstances. Good is on the outside. Amen. God is good. God is outside of all of us. Come on. He's not of the world. Come on, he made the world. Amen. He's the creator of the world. He's outside his creation. Amen. And we can start to look at the bigness of God because you bring him into your world, then you minimize your God. He's a big God. Hallelujah. He's bigger than what we can see. He's bigger than the universes and all over the world. Amen. That is the God that we serve. You got to have a thankful attitude, church, and you need to rejoice. Come on. Spouses remind each other. Don't preach to each other. Just thank them. Come on, thank the Lord. Woo! We can't make the rent. Woo! Hallelujah. God's going to make a way. He's going to make a way. I don't know how, but he's going to make a way. Don't, don't, let that as an, uh, don't let that as an opportunity to let the devil destroy what God is putting together. Can somebody say amen? Then James goes on to say in verses 3 to 4, all right, he says, consider it pure joy, right? And he goes on to say, because you know that the testing of your faith, come on, as we learned last week, we got to be faith takers. Come on, somebody. You remember that message? Hallelujah. He says, the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature, complete, and not lacking anything the new living trans or the yeah new living translation puts it like this for you know that when your faith is tested your endurance has a chance to grow so let it grow somebody say let it grow come on and when your endurance is fully developed you will be perfect say i'll be perfect and complete needing nothing 
Woo, that sounds good to me. Sign me up. Hallelujah. Come on. I don't know about you, but I, I, I like that part. Complete, perfect, and needing nothing. Philippians 4.4 4 says this. Always be full of joys in the Lord. Again, I say, rejoice. The Message Bible says it like this. Celebrate the Lord all day, every day. All day. Somebody say all day. Every day. That means tomorrow in the morning blues, when you got to go back to work, for those who go back to work, guess what? Don't be sad. Be glad. Hallelujah. Come on. All day, every day. Rejoice in the Lord. Come on. Celebrate the Lord all day, every day. I used to have a shirt that had a monkey cross here, and he was laying back, kicking back. He says this, and it said all day, every day. I love that shirt. My wife did it. <laughs> I can't find it now. <laughs> I don't know where it is. It was comfortable, man. That was me all day, every day. I want to just relax all day, every day. But right there in that, in, that, in that passage right there in the Message Bible, celebrate the Lord all day, every day, right there is the key, church. The key to rejoicing is to be full of the Lord, not full of yourself. Come on, somebody. Full of the Lord all day, every day. All day, every day. You got to be full of the Lord all day, every day. Not just on Sunday. Not just when we gather. Not, not just when you feel like it. Not when it's, it, it, it's a good day for you. No, all day, every day be full of the Lord. That is the key, church. When we are full of the Lord, selfishness has to sit down. Pride has to go away. When you're full of the Lord, sin stops in your life. Come on, somebody. Disappointment can't settle in. We can't say, we can't say, uh, uh, we can't stay uh, sad because we're too glad. Come on, somebody. You become a poet and you don't even know it. You start rhyming. You start, you, man, you can break a rhyme. Start rapping right there when you're full of the Lord. You ever get those rappers? They say, rap for us. And because they're so full of the Lord, words just start what? coming out. They just start throwing rhymes and throwing down things because they're full of the Lord. See, if you're full of the Lord, all that can come out of you. But if you're not full of the Lord, guess what? All you're just going to do is whatever's on the circumstances, whatever's on your mind, the problems, the situations, you start singing blues. Come on. We got to sing some joy. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When we're full of the Lord, church, listen, listen, depression can't settle in. Oppression can't take over. Worry has no place. Discouragement and fear have to take a hike. When you're full of the Lord, those things can't live inside of you. Amen? Because if you're full of the Lord, there is no room for all that kind of stuff, church. Not that because it doesn't come our way, it's still going to come our way. Come on, somebody say hello. But when you really think about Jesus, somebody say Jesus. Come on, and all that he's done for you, amen, you will become thankful and you will start to rejoice. When I think about Jesus, amen, I, 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 I got to smile. 
I can't talk about Jesus without smiling. Hallelujah. I can't think about Jesus without saying thank you, Lord. I can't think about Jesus without rejoicing or, or maybe getting up and even dancing. Hallelujah. And that was hard to do right there. Amen. But you got to understand, church, when you're full of God, it causes you to do things. It causes you to stand up. It causes you to jump. It causes you to shout. Why? Because you're full of God. Amen. And if God is inside of you, there's a joy inside of you. I made Sarah crack a smile right now. Crack a smile, not, not, not roll over and die. Amen. Hallelujah. Right? When you're full of God, you got to smile. Why are you smiling? Because I'm full of God. Come on. When your coworkers see you smiling all the time, man, why are you always smiling? Why are you always, I'm just full of the Lord. Give me some of that. People want it. Because you walk out in that world, all you see is people are shopping all mad. I've got to buy a million. People are coming over to the house. Instead of rejoicing, they're thinking, man, my house is going to be a mess. I'm going to be tired. i got to work. I'm in retail, so I'm in through all that Black Friday stuff and uh I get up, I rejoice. I, I thank God they started Black November. Hallelujah. <laughs> Black Friday, you, you save it all to that one day, man. People are going crazy. Jumping over. I mean, they run crazy. And they changed all that. Why? Because people are getting killed. People are getting stampeded. They didn't care. They were running over people just to buy a 32-inch TV for $99. <laughs> Yet someone died for it. It was crazy, church. I'm glad they're doing all that changing. I've been through all that. I've been in, in the industry for over 39 years. I've seen it from the beginning to where it is right now, and it's better now. Come on, somebody. Black November, I say yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But we got to be thankful. When you start to think about the Lord in everything, think back. Even a moment right now, think back. When he did something, you're like, didn't it feel good? Don't you? Sometimes when I'm getting a little negative, I start, God, let me, let me put a positive in. Let me think about when you did something in my life that brings a joy. And from when that joy comes, man, I start rejoicing. I start pumping up that music a little bit louder in my car. I'm like, yeah. Mm, mm, yeah, Jesus. Mm. I start making my own rhymes. Like I said, you become a poet, don't know it. Amen. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 1, verse 8 says this. You love him. Even though you have never seen him and though you do not see him now, you trust him and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. Come on. I've never seen Jesus, but I know he's there because Jesus is on my inside. Amen. Hallelujah. And because he's inside of him, I feel him. Amen. Come on. Even though I, I have not ever seen him, I, even though I, 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 I don't, I, 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 I've never saw him, you still trust him and you still rejoice with him. And there's something inside that you can't describe about him. If we go back to Philippians chapter 4, 4, Paul is speaking here and he's giving instructions to the church of how to be full of the Lord. Remember, the fullness of the Lord brings on joy. Somebody say joy. joy. And it causes you to be thankful when you got joy inside of you. It causes you to be thankful and rejoice. That's why, that's why James was saying, consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials because you know what's inside of you. 
Are, are, are you getting it, church? Somebody go like this. Amen. Thank you. So if we go back to the beginning of Philippians 4.4, 4, it says this. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stay true to the Lord. Stay true to the answer, Lord, guys, is right there. Stay true to the Lord. Staying true will bring victory in your life, church. The NIV says stand firm. The New King James says stand fast. The Message Bible says this. Don't waver. Stay on track. Stay steady. Church, if you can look back, amen, at your shortcomings and the times that you gave in to your flesh, it was because you weren't standing firm, amen. Come on, you wavered, amen. You didn't stay on track. Come on, am I right? Come on, you weren't, you weren't right, amen. You weren't staying true, God. And so you allowed things to come into your life that you gave into it and it took you off track. Can somebody say amen? Come on, that includes all of us and myself. When we go off track is that we were, weren't staying true. A true life is a committed life. It is a faithful and loyal life. It means that you do not go to the left and you don't go to the right. Amen. When when things are starting to pull on you, amen. Come on, we walk in life and we get pulled by the things of, of sin, amen. We get pulled by the things of, of lust, amen. We get pulled by what we want to do and the way we want to do it, amen. We're doing our own thing, so you're going to the left. You're getting, You're becoming a wavering Christian. And when you do that, guys, you're going to give into that situation. Can somebody say amen? Come on, you've got to stay on track. Somebody say stay on track. Matthew chapter 7, 13 to 14 says this. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad. And the gate is wide. And many choose to go that way. And so when you want to do what you want to do, that, that, that road there is wide. That road there is broad. That road there, amen, you can do whatever you want to do on that road. And that's why many people choose that road. You know what? Don't tell me what to do. Hallelujah. I'm going to do what I want to do. Amen. I don't want to do that. I don't, you know, it's broad. Somebody say amen. But the gateway to life, how many want life in this place? The gateway to life, the committed life, the true life is very narrow. And the road is very difficult. And only few ever find it. See, you got to make a commitment, church. That if you want Jesus, and how many want Jesus in this place? Come on, you have to make a commitment because many people want Jesus, but they don't go on the narrow road because it's too hard and it's too difficult. So we choose the road that's out here in the, 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 the wide road, the broad road, the, the road that's the highway to hell. That, that road is wide and many choose that. And let me tell you, there's a lot of religion on that road too. Religion that will take you to hell where they're saying they're taking you somewhere else. But Jesus is only the gate. Jesus is the only way, church. There is no other way. He says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. If you want to see the Father, you got to come through, through Jesus. But that, that gate's very narrow. You've got to kind of probably go like this when you go in there. And if you're too full of yourself and sin, you, you can't get in. 
Hallelujah. People go, oh. <laughs> it's very narrow. But if you choose that way, you'll have life. God will bless you down that road. That's the crossover that we need to go. Amen. Yeah, man, it, it, we want to, man, if it was just easy to serve God and easy to do what we do and live for God, amen, then everyone would be doing it. But because it's very narrow, man, I got to go on that road. I got to stay on that track. Yeah, it goes, I don't, I don't know. Or we try for a little bit, amen, and then we get off the road because it becomes too hard and too difficult. That's why he says what? Take upon my yoke. We got to give it to Jesus, church, because you can't walk the road alone. You can't walk the road on yourself, by yourself. You need Jesus. He's the great shepherd. Hallelujah. Come on. He'll lead you down that road, down that path, church. Come on. Somebody say, stay on the straight and narrow. Come on. We must focus on the fact that Christ, somebody say Jesus, will bring everything under his control. And if everything is under his control, nothing can ever get out of control, church. We have to understand that the Lord goes with us wherever we go. Wherever you are, he's there. Come on. When you want to do something secret, hiding, being all crazy, you think no one's watching you, guess who's there? You want to do that, son? You want to do that, daughter? You want to drink that? You want to go there? You want to turn that on? He's there. The Holy Spirit's tapping on you. But once you start to ignore him, he leaves. Once sin starts to take place, he has to take, he has to leave church. Come on. God is always with us and he's always helping. Say, don't do it, brother. Don't do it, sister. Stay on track. Call out to me. I'll help you. Jesus, Jesus. Just like Peter. He cried out, Jesus, when he was sinking. Man, we, we got to cry out, church. Because he's always there for us. Understand that he has given us Jericho. And wherever you put your feet at belongs to you, church. Come on. If you're claiming your family, claim your family. If you're claiming your children, claim your children. If you're claiming victory in your life, claim it, church. It's yours. Somebody say, it's mine. If you don't want it, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll use it for future victories. Hallelujah. Come on. It's yours. We are secure victory in Jesus. I'm praying for victory for the Raiders, but I don't know. But I know I have victory in Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't have victory in anything else. Jesus is my victory. Can somebody say amen? It's when we step away. It's when we don't stand firm. It's when we do the things that we shouldn't be doing. Come on, that's when things get out of control. Amen. Don't sneak up on me like that. Come on, that's when we step away, church. Staying true means being steadfast. Resisting the negative, negative influences of temptation, false teaching, persecution, etc. Come on, somebody. One of the translations says to stand firm in the Lord and live a life of victory. That means that you don't lean on your emotions and you don't lean on your own understanding. 
Meaning that when all hell is coming at us, church, and the enemy is calling you by name, and you get a bad report from the doctor, we say, I, we need to stand on his promises. God is not going to take you all this way and say, figure it out. God is still there, even when you don't see him, even when you don't feel him. Ain't there a song that we sing like that? Even though I don't feel you, even though I don't see you, I'm going to still, I'm going to still live for you. Right? Do we bail when we don't feel him? See, this is the times that we need to trust in him. Call out to him and know that he's always there with us. And knowing that he, say Jesus, he will get us through. Every time a situation comes up, amen, I say, okay, God, what are you going to do this time? <laughs> I can't wait to what you're going to do, man. You're, gonna, you're about to blow my mind. Something's going to happen, right? Come on, we go to a Red Sea, what do you do? Parted it. <laughs> right? Come on, and we, we, we come to a red light and we freak out. <laughs> Who are we doing? It's a red light. Don't worry. It's going to turn green. <laughs> oh, there it goes. We freak out. Come on, right? Come on. We think it's always just blessing, blessing, blessing. But no, there's things along the road. There are things on the track. We got to stay on track. Stay on the straight and narrow. Stay with Jesus because the other road is wide. It's broad, amen, but it'll lead you to hell. Get on that rough road and trust Jesus. Can somebody say Amen. But it requires perseverance, church. Come on, that will get you through. You gotta persevere. I remember when I was in the hospital, amen, and, and I went in there and, and man, I'm, I'm feeling bad, but they started putting some antibiotics in me and I said, I started to feel a better. The doctor comes out, my, the first doctor I, I met, he goes, hey man, you look, you feel good. You just gotta blow in this and make sure all three balls go up. And, and when you do that, you'll be out by Saturday. So I, I stood on that. I said, okay, I'm out on Saturday. Another doctor comes two days later, goes, oh no, you won't be here. You'll be here for another two weeks. I said, I rebuke you. Hallelujah. I said, no way. I'm gonna stand on the report that I got first. I'm gonna believe on God because he's a man of his word. Amen. And I started worshiping. God, I said, I'm out on Saturday. And I started to rejoice right there, even before I got out. Guess what? I got out on Saturday. Hallelujah. Otherwise, I was going to break out. Hallelujah. It requires perseverance, church. If you don't start thanking God, you'll never rejoice. Perseverance won't come because you're not rejoicing. Now you're complaining. In our text, James 1.3 says, But you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Perseverance means to continue effort to do or achieve something despite difficulties, failure, or opposition. Another translation says to carry on. Tell your neighbor, carry on. You gotta carry on, church. When you feel like giving up, carry on. Come on, if you feel like throwing in the towel, carry on. Come on, when you, when you felt, man, man, you're knocked out, get back up because the bell hasn't rung. Carry on. But it also refers to waiting on. That's where we have a problem. Come on, we don't like waiting. 
Who likes waiting here? Nobody likes to wait. Come on. You don't like waiting for food? <laughs> Especially food. You want food what now? Come on, you you we don't we're not that's the nature in us. That's the selfish nature. That's the the, the, the sinful nature. We don't like to wait. We want things rapido, all right? Right now. Same thing goes with things of God. We want things to happen right now, right? We want to go to sleep, say a prayer, wake up, and man, your wife just totally changed. <laughs> Boom, where? Woo! Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Right? But it doesn't happen that way, right? And vice versa, right? You pray for that, that oh, he's going to be that man of God, amen. I'm going to wake up in the morning, amen. He's going to be seeking God. He's going to be on the knees at 5 o'clock in the morning. You wake up and you, <sighs> there's my prize, hallelujah. <laughs> but even through the midst of that, you've got to see that man praying. Even through the midst of that, you've got to see your woman change, amen. You've got to trust God, amen, that God is going to come. But sometimes you're going to have to wait. Tell your neighbor, wait. Micah 7, 7 says this, as for me, I look for the Lord to help, for help, amen. I, 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 I wait confidently for the Lord to save me, and my God will certainly hear me. God hears your prayers, church. Come on, if you're praying and you see no reaction or nothing changing, you have to wait. Come on. He's working on the outside. He's working on the situation. Uh, he got it ordered through Amazon, whatever it is, amen. It's on its way, amen. It's about to be delivered, amen. It's about to be packaged, amen. you got to learn to wait. Tell your neighbor, wait. Come on, as for me, I look for the Lord for help, and I wait confidently for God to save me, and my God will certainly Hear me. John, come on, 1633 says, I've told you this, that in me you will have peace here on earth. You will have many trials, sorrows, but take heart because I've overcome the world. Second Thessalonians 3, 3 says, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you, protect you from the evil one. We cannot lose heart, church. We cannot give up, amen. We must reflect on God's goodness. We must reflect on what the Lord has done, amen. And it will cause you to be thankful and to rejoice once again. Come on, church. God promises to give us strength of character. And, and, and that he would help us through with, with the Holy Spirit. And we can help each other, amen, to stay true to God. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 says, Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So rejoice, church. Come on. One more thing to this morning. Got time for one more thing? Say yes. Hallelujah. You're going to stay anyway. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on. We have to rejoice no matter what. We have to rejoice no matter what. It doesn't matter who is the president. Come on, it doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what's hitting your life. You must be thankful and rejoice. James 1, 2 again says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kind. Come on, rejoice. Come on, that you don't give in. Rejoice, amen, that, that you don't throw in the towel, amen. You've got to stay faithful and be thankful that you can be rejoicing. James goes on to say, during these times, it builds you up. 
This is actually a building time for you, church. You're building spiritual muscles, amen. Come on, it brings maturity. It develops perseverance, amen, so that you can be complete and not lacking anything. So rejoice in it. Don't complain through it. Philippians 3.1 says this, Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. Come on, everywhere you read, it doesn't say get mad. It doesn't say get angry. It doesn't say quit. It doesn't say, it says to rejoice. Be thankful. God is about to do something in you. Come on. We, but when we complain, we miss it. So guess what? Perseverance doesn't come. Endurance doesn't build inside of us. And, and then we lack in character. And so we lack in those things that we need because there's other things coming, church. And so we got to learn those lessons here because God is preparing us. That's how good he is. He wants to prepare you for the future things. Come on, there's something coming at the church that you don't see. We can only imagine what's coming, amen, but the persecution of the church is going to be alive and well. And if we're not well-rooted in God, we will be destroyed. It's the truth, church. We got to stay true to God. We got to stay true to who we're committed to and know that God is going to get us through. Come on, death does not separate us. Death reunites us, reunites us with the Savior. Amen. So death should not be a fear. That's why he says, Death, where is your sting? You got nothing over me. What do you got? Nothing. He took away the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Come on, we got victory already, church. Come on, victory's on our side. So death, yeah, I'm not afraid of death. Come on, you're just opening the door to heaven. <laughs> That's all that is. And so we got we to gotta be that. The thing is, we pray for our loved ones to make it. Come on, that, that's why he, he delays. Come on, that's why he says, I'm not coming. I, I, my delay is that no one perish. That everyone come to repentance. So I'm praying. He's praying for your family. So we want to witness that. How many want to witness that? Hallelujah. So Paul is encouraging the church to rejoice in the Lord no matter what. Come on. He was in prison when he was writing this. Doesn't it seem strange that a man from prison will be telling the church on the outside to rejoice? You think it'd be the other way around, huh? Hey, be encouraged, bro. We're praying for you. Yet he's praying for the church in prison. Come on, because you got to understand, church. You see, Paul's attitude teaches us that the important lesson here, and the lesson is that, that the inner attitude does not have to reflect on the outer circumstances. Come on. That we can be good on the inside, right? We can be good in the spirit, and the spirit is living inside us, and then there's a joy inside of us, despite of what's going on on the outside of us. Nothing can take away my joy. The devil can't take it away because he never gave it to me. So he can't take possession of it. Joy comes from what? From God, right? He comes from the Lord, amen. And so you got to understand, I'm good on the inside. All hell can be breaking on the outside. But you know what? I got a joy in my spirit. I can whistle, amen, because there's such a good joy inside of me. Despite of what we see, despite of what we hear, church. Just like that song, remember? Jesus on the inside, Working on the outside, oh, what a change in my life. That change brings joy. Come on, how many are glad that you're not who you were? Hallelujah. Come on. I'm glad I'm not who I am. My wife's glad I'm not who I was. Amen. I mean, come on, look at your life, man. What a change in our life. 
He comes in and he makes changes in our life, amen. He changes us. He turns our life completely around, amen. And with that brings joy. Because we were miserable. I don't know about you, but I was miserable. Man, those, especially those last years, amen. My wife's prayer, everyone's prayer, man. It was like, man, I, I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even sin happy no more, amen. I was like, man, I, I was miserable even to sin. I mean, I couldn't, I, man, I was throwing beers away. Like, man, I can't even enjoy a beer no more. I mean, what's going on? God was just closing in on me. Man, God was just doing his thing. It's like all of us, we're miserable. So we finally let God into our hearts. And man, then all of a sudden, poof, everything was different. Man, it was just like, boom, it's like, whew, like night and day. For me, it was night and day. For me, I, I experienced a, an encounter with the living God the moment I said, yes, I want you in my life. That encounter's still here at church. And God does transformations and changes like this if you want it. If you believe in it. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Amen. Come on, I was tore up from the floor up. I'm, I'm rhyming again. Hallelujah. You know, I, I was messed up inside. But when I let Jesus in, Oh, man, I, I, I had a smile. I mean, there was no tears on my life, amen. I, I was there for the purpose of getting saved, but I left that altar with the confidence that, you know what? It's going to be okay. I walked out, man, I said, we, man, I told my wife, we got this. And he says, well, we'll see. <laughs> you got to understand, I'm bacheloring for 10 years, amen. There, there's, I, we've seen people get saved and go back. Saved. I didn't want that. My, my conversation with God to that altar is, God, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to, I don't want to be that person. God, I, I need transformation. I need a miracle. And if you're the God that can do the miracle, then do it in my life. And if that, if you do it in my life, I will commit my life to you. And he says, Oh yeah. Yeah. Boom. Everything gone. Desire's gone. I went home throwing beers away, kicking all kinds of stuff. I didn't have no beer. My wife wouldn't let me. <laughs> She still said, nope, you can live that way out there, but not in my house. Thank God for a woman woman of God that stood on the principles of God, even though I wasn't. Come on, somebody. He's working on the inside of us. Look at Romans 8, 35. It says, who, who, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, shall hardships? Or persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or sword? Verse 36 to 39 says, no. Somebody say, no. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced. Are you convinced? I don't know about you, but I'm convinced. Hallelujah. He says, for I am convinced that neither death, nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, amen, come on, nor any power, nor height, nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Come on, someone give him a hand clap, hallelujah. Nothing's going to separate us. No problem can separate us. When Jesus is on the inside of us and he changed our life, amen, 
We have something that is very tangible, amen, that, that we can call out to and, and, and it's always there for us. So nothing can separate us from the love of God. See, Paul didn't let his auto circumstances take away the inner joy and take away the love of God that was in his life because he knew who he belonged to. He knew who can deliver him. Hello? Come on. That's why Paul says in Philippians 3.13, I focus on this one thing, uh, forgetting the past. Tell your neighbor, you need to let it go. Come on, there are some people in the church today, and I know there's some here today, that you need to let it go. There's things that you're holding on to the past that you need to let it go, amen. Come on, you got to just say bye to it. You need to move on because you'll never be moved on. You will be anchored to it. There's so many people in the church today that are anchored to their past, and they won't move forward in God because they're holding on to their past. They're holding on to their hurt. They're holding on to those situations that does not allow them to advance. Paul says, one thing I do, I let it go. Paul did some things, church. Paul did some things that he was not proud of. He says, I got to let that go. Come on, he persecuted Christians. He, 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 was, he was a hitman, amen. He, he took Christians out, amen. And all that could have weighed on him and the devil could have lied to him. He says, you know what? One thing I do, I forget that man. I'm a changed man. I got Jesus on the inside and he's working on my outside, amen. And he brought a change in my life and an inner joy that I can move past that old man of mine and step into the new man that God called me to be. Come on, tell your neighbor, let it go. Come on, stop looking back. Some of you guys are just doing real quick glances back. Let it go. Some of you guys are buying mirrors and looking at the rear, rear, mirror. I'm focused, Pastor. I'm going forward. You're not letting go. Rip that mirror off. Trust God. Turn on that navigating system of Jesus, amen, in your life and let him lead you. Let it go. Let it go. I got to say it again. Let it go. Some of you guys are struggling with that. That's a lie from the devil. You got to let it go. It will kill you. It will take you out of God's promises. You got to let it go. Past mistakes, you may let it go. God has forgiven you. And now you got to forgive yourself. That's another problem. You know God forgave you, but you haven't forgave yourself. And self will keep you back there too. Let it go. Stop focusing on what is hitting your life right now. Stop focusing on the troubles and the worries, church. The Bible even says, what does worry do? Does it add another hour to the day? Who wants another hour of worry? <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> No, let it go, church. Paul says, I keep my eyes on the prize. I keep my eyes on heaven. I keep my eyes on Jesus. I keep my eyes on the finish line. I keep my eyes on the perfecter of my faith, amen. I keep my eyes on the eternal, not the temporal. Come on, 2 Corinthians 4.18 says this. So let's fix our eyes not as what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Paul says, I press on. Somebody say, press on. I press on to receive the heavenly prize in Christ 
Jesus. Church, if, if we're going to move forward in Christ, if we're going to move forward, church, come on, we can't let nothing stop us. Come on. Paul was so full of the, of the Lord, amen, which brought joy in his life, which caused him to always be thankful and rejoice because he knew that no matter what hit his life, no matter what happened to him, amen, he knew that Jesus was with him, that he would never leave him nor forsake him. And the truest for us as well. Amen? Amen? So as I close today, let's enter this season with thanksgiving. Let us continue to rejoice no matter what. And let's put our eyes back on Jesus. He is the perfecter of our faith, church. Psalms 100 verse 4 says this, and I'll end with this. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and give thanks to him and praise his name. Amen. 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 Come on, give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. No matter what we go through, church, let's be thankful. And rejoice. I mean, you guys can probably write a book about your life and what God has done in your life. I, I, I certainly have, have a lot that God has done in my life that I'm so thankful. Why I'm even here today is a miracle. And I'm thankful. You know, I, I tell my, my grandson, I remind him, and I told him one day, you know what? The Lord made you. And, and if, it, if, 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 it, if I wasn't for the Lord, I wouldn't be here. And you wouldn't be here. That's how good God is that he brought me here and through this he added to my life. And he changes circumstances that are bad and he puts them to the good. So I, I never had to let sadness or things settle in my spirit because I'm thankful. Do I get disappointed? We all do. We go through these seasons but I don't like I said, I don't live there. I don't camp there. I don't build a fire and live there. I say, you know what? This hit my life. God, what are you going to do? God, I give you my life. You said that you're going to take care of everything. So I always remind him, God, you say you're going to do it. And he says, I, I will, son. Just trust me. Keep going forward. Keep moving. Keep your eyes on me. See, God is always in front of you, not behind you. Your past is behind you. The disappointments of the life are behind you. God says, I'm in the front of you. And if you keep your eyes on me, son, daughter, I'll always lead you to the right way. Look forward. Look forward. Let go. Move on. And let that joy of the Lord be that inner strength inside of you. I mean, when I'm really hitting a real bad time in my life, I always say, God, take me back to that altar found that young man who was dumb and stupid and the things that he was doing take me back to that place where I lost everything and how you put my life back together and I go back to that altar and I say God why why do I complain why God why do I give up why do I say these things when you have been so good to me there's 
moments I weep and there's moments I rejoice and there's moments I'm just reminded that God's on the scene. He's going to take care of everything. Don't let the outer circumstances, church, take away the inner joy that God has given you. He's there no matter what. He's the storm fighter. He's the wall kicker that knocks down every wall. He's the one that rips up every lie about you. He's God Almighty. And he takes away those things that people place on you. And he says, no, no, no. You're not that no more. You're a son. You're a daughter of the Most High God. Amen. Well, let's all stand here.